Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. I'm Brother Gregory, and uh, welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. This is our afternoon show. We've got an hour to do something here. <laughs> I was looking, somebody had posted on uh, one of our groups, the Colorado group, they had posted something, and I was trying to find out what it was all about. They cross-posted. Uh, everybody should be a member of the network. Uh, if you're listening to me online, you can do this. Uh, if you have an email, you can do this where you connect. If you're, if you don't have regular access to the internet or, or smartphone or whatever, you can get a hold of us and find out what congregation is closest to you and you can connect with them directly. Because the whole idea of the network is to create a network that's not dependent upon the internet. But we use it as a tool as long as we can, as long as it's there. But when it's gone, it's gone. And uh, it may come back again. It may come in and out. Like we said this morning, just early this morning in Oregon, there was an earthquake. Wasn't a bad, bad one. But there will be earthquakes that will shut down power. There will be coronal mass ejections from the sun that may shut down power, shut down systems. We've seen how the government shut down the economy worldwide. And I say the government, I mean elements of the government, the news media, uh, Donald Trump shut things down. Absolutely no need whatsoever. The CDC just came out and revised their numbers. They supposedly had 200,000 some people die of coronavirus. They're admitting now that they did not even have 100,000 people die of coronavirus and they had nobody die of the red regular flu. Because most of the people who are dying that would have died from the flu, which would have been around 60 or 70,000 people because of other morbidities, were the ones who were actually dying. Other people did not die of the flu. They may not have even had it. The PCR test was a hoax. Uh, it was bad science. It uh, doesn't even follow their... Uh, if you actually just read the instructions on the PCR test, you know it doesn't work. Uh, for what they said it was doing. But everybody was fooled. Everybody was deceived. That's not new. People have been deceived for years and years and years, decades and decades, centuries actually, different deceptions. But anyway, somebody posted on the network by cross-posting, and I'll address it here just briefly, uh, if I can find his post. Oh, there it is. Uh, he says, greetings, the following link is for a recording Jonathan and I were on last Sunday concerning the mission we are on to reveal the de facto color of law legalese system that assert the de jure republic, organic constitution, rule of law, common law, and God's law. Perhaps this recording will answer questions you may have about what we are truly doing to bring light and change in the pivotal times. There is absolutely nothing I have seen from listening to, I don't know how many, I listened to quite a bit of the call, listened to Michael Agape, which is the name he goes by now. I've always gone by Gregory Williams. Uh, I haven't ever changed that. I'm well known from Washington, D.C. to 
wherever. I've talked to people in government from all over the uh, the country and uh, and the world, and I've been doing this for over half a century now. Uh, I didn't hear anything that made any real sense. I mean, yes, some of the things they said were true. Uh, there is no usurpation of the de jure republic. There is the abandoned republic. And the beginning of the abandonment of the republic began with the Constitution of the United States. That's the beginning of the abandonment of the republic. <laughs> because the Constitution of the United States did not create a republic. The republic already existed. Quite a few republics already existed. But what it did, it created an indirect democracy. And people have now started calling indirect democracies republics. The we the people, at the beginning of the Constitution, had nothing to do with the people of America and the people of the Republic. It had to do with the people who signed the document at the bottom of the page. Most Americans were in opposition to the Constitution, but it was never put to them for a vote because it really didn't, it didn't have anything to do with them. The Constitution of the United States was the Constitution of the United States. It was not a biblical document. I don't know what they mean by organic Constitution. I looked at the paper. It wasn't, you know, it was pulp. It wasn't organic. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm being a little facetious, but I have seen this nonsense for decades upon decades upon decades. When I first wrote the book, Covenants of the Gods, yeah, it's not about what they do. It's about what you do and what you don't do. And what you're not doing is being the seekers of the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you were really an ambassador to Jesus Christ, you would know that the people need to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands to take care of one another through faith, hope, and charity and the perfect law of liberty, which is what Peter taught, what Paul taught, what James taught, what Jesus taught. And that's what you would be doing. You would not be running around uh, pretending to be free with a bunch of legalese of your own. Now, that's pretty hard. Now, I think he might really be on the journey to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Well, why don't you start with the righteousness of what Christ said to do? What he commanded us to do as ministers and ambassadors. Ambassador, this is uh, the word apostle is just uh, apostolos. That, that's the Greek word for ambassador. So if you're an ambassador to Christ, you're making the people sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. You're providing the daily ministration through faith, hope, and charity. You're preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And you're not trying to get anything finagled out of Caesar or somebody else. You go around saying it's fraud or fictions of law. It's not. It's contracts. De jure republic? What the heck is a de jure republic? It's certainly not the United States. The United States, like I say, people say, oh, well, they incorporated the the United States in you know, 1780, whatever, you know. And I have an article up that explains that as well. 
the reality is the United States Constitution was a corporate charter to begin with. You can see it. It's it's naming the officers and how you elect them and who gets to elect them. It wasn't even didn't even include women at the time that they were doing it. And most of the people weren't a part of that government anyway. They are now. But they are because of contract, because of covetous practices. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell you that you will have your rights assert by a de jure uh, republic. Or your de jure republic will be usurped by, you know, somebody else. It says through covetous practices you will be made merchandise. And you will curse your children. Your parents did it. You've probably done it. And now you need to repent of that. You need to think differently. But just thinking differently is not enough. You have to think like Christ. And if you start thinking like Christ, you'll start doing what Christ was doing. Christ was rich. And he made himself poor. That's what Paul says. Now, you can throw Paul out too with the baby bath water. But that's not the way it works. You don't throw the baby out with the bath water. You seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So, anyway, you know, we have a page on fraud. If you want to go look at the what, what we think is fraud and not fraud. And uh, we don't think that uh, most of what out there is fraud. Now, there is some fraud. There's obviously criminals around committing fraud from here to there. And there are things that they do that aren't fair. I mean, like... I know personally that the uh, Kate Brown is not the legal governor of Oregon. And I could probably find that a lot of other people are not the legal governors of their state. And uh, it's just, they just broke their own rules. But I'm not the policeman for the state of Oregon. I'm an ambassador to Christ. So I'm trying to show you what Christ said to do. You do that, then we can take it to the next level. If you're not going to do that, if you're going to run around and chase some sort of, you know, overthrow the government with legal ease, no, that's not going to work either. Now, again, like I say, some of the legal ease that they're using, there is some validity to it. They might even have some tricks that I don't know about and might have some value. But uh, we don't have to establish the kingdom of God. We have to pursue it. That's why he says, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So, okay, where's the righteousness in what Michael Agape is doing? Sounds like he's doing some things, but I really don't know. He's on our group uh, in Colorado, but I don't see him... You know, explaining. I don't see him joining a congregation. I don't see him uh, doing what Christ's doing. Now, he might be doing it, but I don't see it. I didn't see it on the program that he had. He sent a link to so that everybody could go and listen to it. I don't see, uh, you know, I didn't quite get to the end of the recording. I came in. Uh, and went to it and took a look at it. But of course, my desk was full of all kinds of things that people wanted me to look at. And I could only look at so many things. So, anyway, I looked at what he said. 
but I have to sit there and listen to an audio and run through this audio of, you know, that we did this and we filed this and we mailed this and we, we've got a meeting with somebody because we put a letter in a blue box and, okay, whatever. Why don't you just make it simple? Are you seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Are you sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands? Are you setting up a daily ministration to take care of the needy of your society? Sounds like you've got two ambassadors to run around thinking that they're ambassadors to the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not taking away from any of their spirituality. I don't know. Maybe they're finding pieces of the puzzle and that's where they're at right now. But I'm farther down the road. I know what the kingdom looks like. And I don't see it in what they're doing. I don't see that they're doing bad things. Although it does sound kind of funny. They Somebody owned some property. They had legal title. Legal title is an apparent title that carries with it no beneficial interest. That's not legalese. That's the definition of legal title. They have an interest in the property. They have to share it with this government, which is an indirect democracy called the United States government, that all its land that it has under its authority, all its land that it has an interest in, is collateral for debt. We just were going through Amos this morning, and Amos was explaining that even your leaders would be sold into this bondage. And and so they're they're in this bondage too, but it's real. Again, the Bible tells you that through covetous practices they would make merchandise of you. And even if you go farther into Amos, he's talking about the whole world. In this cause and effect universe that God created will go back into the bondage of Egypt like Sodom and Gomorrah. And they will be set up for destruction. Doesn't say they're going to do it because somebody usurps your republic. They're going to do it because of your covetous practices. And there are other things that they say that will cause this slothfulness. So, do you have a daily ministration taking care of the needy of your society through faith, hope, and charity? Then, aren't you you and your congregation slothful in the pursuit of the kingdom because that's what the early church was doing. Take care of all those and there was earthquakes then. There was there was actual real plagues that came around then. So is anybody working on that? <laughs> so uh, so you know this Michael he's he's been um on the group, I guess, for a while I could go and look it up. I don't want to pick on him, but uh, I don't see him. Is he in a congregation? I don't see that he mentioned that he was in a congregation in his post. He evidently doesn't know the rules for this private email network that says you don't cross-post. So he was cross-posting with all kinds of guys. I actually prepared, was preparing an email, but I had to get over here and get into get into the station. Um that, uh, you know, uh, he sent it to all kinds of people. Ah, I know some of these people. Uh, if they're still around. But, uh, anyway, uh, he's, he posted to all of them and to the group. You're not supposed to do that. 
You're supposed to be sitting down in the tens, hundreds of thousands and creating that network. We have all kinds of work that people can can do. Uh, matter of fact, I'm just going to send this uh, on the show right now. Type, hold the phone, and <laughs> send it. But anyway, I'll send it out to all these people and see if it gets a kind of a response. I'm not even sending them the... Uh, uh, station, uh, join the network, find out. Uh, we have a call, we have a community call right after this. If you're on the network, you've already gotten the notice or should have gotten the notice. The thing is that people are supposed to organize themselves in a voluntary system. I had somebody who was contacting me from Europe and, uh, I've actually met them. They, they were out here. And they're talking about intentional communities and how you set them up. We have articles that explain how to do that, how the early church did it. According to the perfect law of liberty, almost everybody who sets up an intentional community, somebody's got to be in charge. Somebody has to be the power. Somebody has to make the choices and decisions for somebody else. No, that's not the way it works. It's real men, real women, sitting down in voluntary systems, and working out their salvation with fear and trembling. There are certain parameters that you got to put in place to protect your community from the usurpation of the individual uh, over you. Taking away your choice and turning you into a thing. Well, the only way to do that is that you have to take on your responsibilities. In that community. Now right now we have some groups that are working on that. And a lot of people are very spread out. But instead of having guys running here and there. Supposedly following the Holy Spirit. I don't think you're following the Holy Spirit. Unless you're actually doing what the early church was doing. Because I'm pretty sure that the early church people were following the Holy Spirit. And... You know, we know what they were doing by what they were accused of doing. You know, they were not signing up for the welfare. These these people, you know, I've seen this for years. Now, I don't have a social security number. I I gently gave it back and apologized for having it. I We've shown in the free church report how that is absolutely legal to do. Mailing it back and telling people that this is fraud and all this stuff. That's nonsense. You're collateral for a debt. It doesn't say that through covetous practice they'll make you something like merchandise. It says they will make you merchandise. In Revelation it says they'll have a full stock. You will be owned by them. You know, Christ did not just tip over the money changer tables. That's one of the things they said in the program. Shows me they don't know what Christ was really doing. He wasn't tipping over tables, spilling change, running around. Jesus Christ was king. Jesus, that's why they call him Christ. That means anointed. The kings were anointed. He was Jesus. He was the highest son of David. He was the rightful king. He was hailed as the rightful king when they waved their palm branches. That's how they did it. That's the way they did it with Hyrcanus. Uh, except for with Hercules, they hit him with some of the branches. But they did it with other guys. That's how they show their support. But the kingdom of God is a funny kind of kingdom. 
You're supposed to own the stuff in the kingdom of God. The government doesn't own the stuff and let you have permission to have it. Right now, you don't own any stuff. You have legal title to everything. And somehow or other, you think you can go around and take legal title away from other people and then you're doing God's work or will? No. That's not the way he does it. They didn't even do that when they came into Canaan. We have an article up, Peaceful Invasion of Canaan. They came in with a superior system that most of the people wanted to be a part of. And the kings didn't like that, the kings, whoever the kings, the rulers at that time, and they tried to fight them. But the people did not want to support those kings. And so those, if they tried to fight the Israelites, things went bad for them. Uh, you know, we explained, you could see this throughout history. That, I mean, it's the whole point of ecclesia, that people become, and, and we're getting that, you know, like, I said this morning on this morning's program, you know, uh, I think I said it on the program. I may have said it in the conversation after the program, but uh, there, 75% of the people in the county that I live in uh, voted to remove themselves from the state of Oregon and join the state of Idaho. They want to become a part of greater Idaho. 75%. And... Uh, they don't know the details of that yet, so they may change their mind as they find out more of the details. So there are, but that's no solution, and we explain that that's not, you know, you become a part of Greater Idaho, you're just as much trouble as you were before. The solution again is Christ, seeking that kingdom of God and His righteousness. That takes people who show up every week, caring about their neighbor as much as they care about themselves. Contributing what they can to help others. It may change your work schedule. It may change your life. It certainly should change the way you think. And if you work at that, no matter how hard you work at that, it won't be enough. But if you work at that and seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, God will run out and meet you halfway and and make up the difference. But if you're if you're going to seek your own cleverness, you know, and you're going to condemn oh, your your whole system is fraud. No, it's not fraud. It's covetous practices, and that's what's made people merchandise. It's and the people through that process have become accustomed to living at the expense of others and depending for their livelihood on the property of others. But going off a couple of single guys claiming to be ambassadors, you know, all the apostles were married. Even Paul was surely married for a period of time. We don't know what happened to his wife. There's a number of different rumors around that his wife passed away. Very possible that she did. But uh, the reality is they had families. Family is the key to the kingdom of God. It's not a bunch of bachelors running around, you know, Claiming to be, you know, I don't know anything of this Michael Agape. Of course, he's been on the network and told us anything, as far as I've seen, or he's really spelled out what he's doing, what he's, we're just supposed to go and listen to this long call and, and think that somehow other that uh, we're now in bondage because somebody usurped the de jure republic. 
You're in bondage because of the covetous practices. The only way out of that is the reverse of covetous practices, which is coming together and living by faith, hope, and charity. And doing it the way Christ commanded. Sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands and caring about other people as much as you care about yourself. That's the way to do it. Now, I don't think you can do that without a spiritual awakening. That's why, you know, I studied meditation for over 70 years now. Almost 70 years. Let's say 65 to keep it on the inside. Uh, and I can teach you all kinds about meditations. Yeah, but it's based on the meditation used by early Jews and by early Christians. And we show, we have a whole article on that. You can go see that at preparingyou.com. It explains it. We have uh, articles up that are already in existence. And one is that fraud article. Everybody's always saying, it's fraud. They're usurping. No, no. No, there, I mean, there is some fraud out there, but, uh, and, uh, there is some usurpation out there, but that is not, if you're captured by pirates, and we explain this in the covenants of the gods, if you're captured by pirates, you can leave anytime you want. But you weren't captured by pirates. Your parents sold you into bondage. Because your churches haven't been real churches established by Christ. They've been 40,000 different denominations that are not really preaching what Christ preached. We talked about that this morning. How did you get by? Thou shalt not be like the governments of the Gentiles that call themselves benefactors but exercise authority. America has been exercising authority over their neighbors for a hundred years. You know, they, they've been, you know, public schools, uh, healthcare, welfare, social security. All these things are contrary to the teachings of Christ. You did them. And so now through those covetous practices, you're merchandise. So how do you change that? Change your thinking. Not learn a bunch of legalese. Now I know a bunch of legalese. Like I, I just recited to you the definition of legal title. A parent title that carries with it no beneficial interest. What's the beneficial interest? It's the right to use the property. Michael says he has the right to use the property because Jesus said so. Well, maybe. I don't think so. I don't see any evidence of that. The fact that he owns a Bible, that's no evidence of that. The fact that uh, he can quote from the Bible. Heck, the Pope can quote from the Bible. So what? what's the real deal? What's really going on? You know, if you go to our page on fraud, we, we have fraud and then we have a section there on churches. Can we say that churches are part of the fraud? Well, most churches are a part of the fraud. They're a part of the fraud that they're teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. They're not. They're not telling you what Christ commanded. They're saying that it's okay to covet your neighbor's goods to the agency of government. So, you know, where, what is the United States? The United States, very clearly... Read the con- I was a constitutionalist too, and then I read it. And I thought like, oh my gosh. They're setting up an indirect democracy. You had a republic. But then he says, how long can you keep it? Because they weren't setting up 
how long could you keep it with this new government that they were setting up? You already had the republic, like I said. Very clear. Clear, clear evidence that the Constitution of the United States was not popular amongst the people. Had it been put to a vote, it would have been voted down. That simple. It would have, they, historians all agree it would have been voted down. So the majority of the people did not create the United States Constitution. But it didn't have to do with the majority of the people. That, it's that simple. It had to do with the people who wanted to organize this government to provide certain services. And at first the services weren't very much. But eventually the services were quite extensive. FDR did more to put you into bondage than anybody else. So yeah, we have another article on uh, Act of 1871. We explain that. We we show you that, yeah, there's a corporation. There was a corporation before 1871 called the United States Government. And they that's the corporate charter showing you how they organize it. Again, people say, oh, no, it wasn't a corporation back then. You know, everything, it was the people. We, the people, set it up. You didn't vote on it. Historians agree that most of the people were against it. So how is we, the people, setting it up? Again, we, the people, refers to the people who signed it at the bottom of the page. We, the people, eventually referred to the people who became senators and congressmen and employees of the federal government. That was we, the people. Of course, you were, as an employee of the federal government, you didn't get in a federal employee identification number yet. That wouldn't come along until FDR. This has been a process, a journey to the place where you are today. And that's what I wrote when I was putting together a program, you know. Where are you at? Where are you at today? You're in bondage. <laughs> and you don't like it. You don't own anything and you don't like it. But there is legal claims on property all over the United States. I know some property there is no claim on. But there is claim on property all over the United States. And everybody can get their property back and their rights back. But you have to do it according to the way that Christ said to do it. People aren't doing that. They're trying to invent some clever legal system and, you know... And, and I'll admit, some of the things they come up with are pretty pretty clever. But it isn't the answer. It's not going to sustain you. You know, all the things that they're coming up in the Great Reset, you know, wearing masks and creating all this fear and telling everybody that hundreds of thousands of people are dying of COVID and they're not dying of COVID. They're not even dying with COVID in many cases. But they created a lot of fear. Then they say, everybody go down and get the vaccination. I just got a deal from somebody, a neighbor, who sent me a thing that said, uh, let's see if I can pull that up, and I'll read it to you, right, what they said. Doctors on COVID vax, we screwed up, they said. We didn't realize that the spike protein is a toxin. Does this mean everyone vaccinated is manufacturing their own spike protein toxins in their own bodies? Yeah, it does. But what do you mean you screwed up? There were there were reports out last year that this was the case. That they knew that. They knew that when they grafted the S1 protein 
onto the COVID. I mean, even Facebook will let you say that they, it's a manufactured virus. Dr. Stephen Key, probably, uh, you know, 10,000 sites, uh, 87 patents, uh, he said it was 99.8% sure that it was manufactured in a lab. And, uh, and that they had a vaccine for it from the beginning. And of course, once you manufacture in a lab, that's what you would do. Because you would produce, I mean, if you're in that business, it's not what I would do. I wouldn't be manufacturing it in a lab, but they would produce an actual vaccine, not this mRNA stuff. They would have actually produced a vaccine for it that might help you, because vaccines can help. Real vaccines could help somebody. I don't recommend going that way, because they can also hurt you at the same time they could help some people. And that, of course, is what's been going on for decades upon decades. And so, they had that. They were using that already. According to uh, Dr. Stephen King, Key, Q-U-A-Y. You can look him up. I mean, go to our page. Preparing you. Look up the science. We link to his articles and to his recordings and, and tells you what's going on. We link to the studies last year that show that the spike protein by itself is the toxin. It is what is causing the damage. How many people? 26,000 people died of hypertension, not COVID. Well, why so many? Because that was one of the characteristics of COVID is that it was causing hypertension in old people. After hundreds of autopsies, this was known last year that something was causing a thickening of the heart wall muscles. Well, it's, it's the spike protein. Now your body is manufactured. I've got a neighbor kid. He's like 13 years old. They went and got him vaccinated. With this experimental vaccine, he was down in California, but she's not really a regular neighbor, but he's going to be up here to protect his grandparents. Nonsense. He's now going to be putting them in danger because if, if he continues to replicate the mRNA, he's going to continue to repli- replicate the spike protein. And the spike protein, this is from the study, by itself, without even the mRNA, just breathing it out. In the room with grandpa and grandma, and they breathe it in, that spike protein can start causing, because it's cell signaling. We explained it all in the article. We explained that. We told everybody on the network. We shared the, the link with them. What they do about it? Well, a lot of them aren't taking the shot. Like I say, in this county, even without all of that, although this county, I, I do have our network of people out here saying the little things in people's ear that they don't hear anywhere else. They certainly aren't going to hear it on the CNN. And we're slowly offering the people the opportunity of changing the way they think. Changing the way they see. And that's what repentance is. It's changing the way you think. And like we quoted this morning, Archibald McLeish, freedom is the right to choose. The right to create for oneself the alternative of choice. Without the possibility of choice and the exercise of choice, a man is not a man, but a member, an instrument, a thing. 
And in this case, he's a person who has become merchandise. <laughs> so anyway, and uh, he knew this. He figured this out. He figured out a lot of things. Uh, but he also, there was a lot of things he did bad. He did that were wrong, that were not a good idea. They were actually a very bad idea. But he was right about that. And so, I, you know, I'll quote anybody who's actually starting to make sense. Most of what I was hearing on that radio program with Michael doesn't make sense. By itself, it might make a little bit of sense. But it doesn't make sense when you look at the big picture. And this is the problem. This is why I wrote the book Covenants of the God. There were all kinds of people doing very similar things way back, I don't know, whatever it was, 30, 40 years ago. And uh, I could see them getting into trouble. Oh, they'd make a little headway. They'd make a little progress and everything. But, uh, uh, and they think that this was a win, but then when they would finally come to the loss, the lose the part, you, they'd be in jail. I know guys, they're still in jail. Because they were trying all kinds of these clever things and eventually they get around to putting you in jail. They destroyed their families, they destroyed their income, they lost everything. Sometimes it takes the people a long time to figure out they're going the wrong way. Christ's way is simple. It's clever. It's just got to love your neighbor as yourself. But you have to do it in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. That was the one thing he commanded. And like I say, if you're an ambassador to Christ, you should know that. Maybe you're intended to become an ambassador to Christ. But right now, if you're not preaching what Christ commanded us to preach and do, I'm going to have to lean towards the fact you're not really an ambassador to Christ. And so anyway, you can you can look that up. What what was the tens, hundreds, and thousands? Uh, how did did that work? Well, ten families got together. Not ten single guys. Ten families got together. Some people say, well, you know, my wife left me. Okay. Why? Well, you know, why? Why didn't you guys work it out? What what was going on? Now, I fully admit that you may not have control over that. You know, on our page, the tens, hundreds, and thousands, which again, you can find out, uh, find it by going to preparingyou.com and looking up the word tens. And it begins with wolves and tyrants love a scattered flock. And that's what I see people being is a scattered flock. How do you bind them together? We talked about this in Amos. You don't pile up stones and burn up sheep. You never did that. That was never what it said in the, in the Old Testament. Stones were always living stones, ambassadors to the kingdom of God representatives of God. Early on in Israel, that mostly consisted of Levites because they were the first one to come out and not go along with the golden calf. What was the golden calf? A reserve bank. We have an article on that. Look up golden calf. Shows you that city-states all had these golden calves or golden statues. That's the reserve fund. So, if they have a reserve fund where your gold is, they must have issued something to replace it in circulation. And, of course, they did. 
but they all had one purse. And how did they get out of that? Did a, the ground open up and a fire swallow up the golden calf? No, that's what they did in the movie, but that's not what they did in the book. So what did they really do? So anyway, uh, I've, I've got other quotes on that page uh, where it shows, uh, and I've got audios so you can listen to them. Our King and our God, wherefore art thou in fear by reason of a little child? There are myriad upon myriad of princes in thy realm, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundred, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens, and the overseer without number. Let the pettiest of princes go and fetch the boy and put him in prison. So what what is that quote? That's the legend of the Jews from the creation of Jacob, volume one, chapter five. So what was the little boy that they were so afraid of? Well, I don't tell you on that page, but I know who that little boy was. <laughs> uh, brother of Iran? Son of Terah? Sound familiar? Because he was going to show the people the way out. Well, he knew there was something wrong with being in Ur. And Michael seems to know there was something wrong with being in the world. So Abraham said, well, I don't want to be a part. Of course, he wasn't Abraham then. He was Brahmana back then. Brahman, and uh, he he wanted out of that system, but his father, you know, evidently his brother ended up getting put to death. That's what it appears from the text, and uh, they went to a, uh, another place. He built a city state called Haran, but Abraham, still learning, like hopefully Michael's still learning, said, "It's not that I was in." Ur, or northern India before that, and now I'm in Haran, but that I'm in a city-state at all. So, way later, after Haran was set up, and Abraham had left several times, but he came back and he left with many souls. This is the way God does it. Uh, they left Egypt with many souls. They left Haran with many souls. There was this migration of people, and in order to migrate together, they had to learn the skill of free government. And because they had lost it, they had forgotten it. They didn't know it anymore in Haran. They didn't know it anymore in Ur. They had little bits and pieces of it, but they didn't really know it. It's the same thing, you know, Cain brought the people into a city-state. Nimrod, Pharaoh, Caesar, they all did this. FDR, LBJ. And you end up with a crazy man in charge. It's not fiction. It's real. You're really, you know, it doesn't say through covetous practices you will become a fictional merchandise. You're real merchandise. 
But God can turn what they turned into evil and you and your parents and your grandparents all because they were not following Christ. They they were going to church. You know, it's just like all the people wearing masks and getting the, this shot. They're not following the science. And here's the doctor saying, we, we didn't know. Why didn't you know? It's, it was published last year. A lot, the top scientists in the United States and in Germany and, and many other countries, they all knew. But your media, you see, you're following your media, which is why you want a network. You want a network that the ministers are the watchmen who see what's coming and tell you about it. And if you care about your neighbor as much as you care about yourself, you'll tell your neighbor too. And you'll go out and try to find other souls who will hear the truth. Or will know the truth when they hear it. You won't be just out trying to live on a piece of land and get it away from somebody else who did have legal title. Like, how in the world... You know, Christ did not come in and usurp the kingdom of Judea. He came because they called them and because Christ called them. I mean, the Christ consciousness, the the Spirit of God, the anointing called them. That's what, when you say Christ, that means anointing. The anointing called him to be the king. It, it was going to be dangerous we know that John the Baptist's own father was murdered because he was probably a part of that Sanhedrin that walked out because of the corruption. And yeah, there's corruption. You don't want to be a part of the system. I get it. But you have to do it righteously. You have to even, some of you will have to remain friends with the unrighteous man. And I'm, I'm not in the system like that. But it's getting very difficult, to, far more than it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago. But I just, I'm not interested in just getting out of the system. I'm interested in getting into the kingdom. Yes, the kingdom is a spiritual kingdom in your heart and your mind. And that spirit should be guiding you in your choices, in your day-to-day decisions of where to go and what to go, where to act and what to see and what to understand the spirit needs to be guiding you in that and maybe it is but when I look out at what a lot of people are doing I don't see evidence of that spirit I see evidence of confusion and delusion and I often see evidence of arrogance and pride because they don't want to admit they're wrong they got it wrong they got it confused. So if you're on that page of the tens, hundreds, and thousands, we have a link to Nimrod, a link to Cain, tell you about those guys, Pharaoh, Caesar. Uh, and then I have contracts, covenants, and constitutional link to that. Now, we don't have a link anywhere straight to the book, but you have a search engine on all of our pages and on the pages at hisholychurch.org. You type in the name of the book and search in that search engine and you'll find the book. It's there. 
And why? Because we want you to invest in seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So we don't just, we're not, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can lead a Christian to knowledge, but you can't make him think. <laughs> so, so you have to do some thinking on your own. You have to do some pursuing on your own. So the predominant pattern of a free government throughout the history of man was these tens, hundreds and thousands. If it's a free government, you're organizing yourselves in the tens and therefore the hundreds and therefore the thousands. If it's not a free government, they will organize you from the top down. If you're going to have an intentional community, you have to organize yourself into corporate groups, into trusts, you know, there's an element of trust too, but uh, it's got to be a free society. I heard them talking about trust and how to get out of fee- uh, fiefdoms and fealty and all this stuff. It didn't work. Statute of uses, statutes of more main. Because it makes your trust a dead hand. If you're merchandise and you're going to create your own trust, you're still merchandise. You, you you can't get out of the system by pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. It just doesn't work that way. That's not how how do you make it. But I see it all the you know, Christian conflict. What what was the conflict with Rome? What was the Roman imperial cult? It's what you're in now. Are you living by faith, hope and charity? Well, Michael seems to be trying to live by faith, hope, and charity. I'm not sure of the details. And, you know, the devil and and the righteousness is often in the details. And that's why you need to gather together in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. Because just because you join one of these free assembly congregations doesn't mean that you're who you say you are. Doesn't mean you are who you think you are. It, It takes that interaction and that revisiting of relationships. So you have to meet once a week. And uh, at least once a week. You have to find people. That's why we have the network set up geographically. So you can find people in your area. You have to invest yourself in other people. Lay down your life for others for Christ's sake. And why for Christ's sake? Christ doesn't need you. But, uh, uh, here's the line. I just came across it. By the way, collateral does not have the power to rescind. It's kind of like, uh, somebody who's listening right now. I, he asked, uh, he, he got a stimulus check. He didn't apply for it, but it sent to him and he was going to void it so nobody else could cash it. Well, anybody else that cashes it is breaking the law. And it's not your responsibility, but you don't want to just leave it and throw it out a window. But the reality is, how would you have the power to void somebody else's check? You somebody sent you an unsolicited check, you could certainly send it back. You could refuse to open it and send it back. But uh, the fact is, is that you don't. You know, you don't need to void it. I don't think you have the right to void it. It will void itself after a year. But I said it would be funny to put it in a frame and underneath it put Proverbs 
that says, if you sit and eat with a ruler and you be a man of appetite, he put a knife to your throat because he serves deceitful meats. And of course, that's what they're doing with the stimulus check. Now, I'm not trying to create policies saying that if you've got a stimulus check, you have to turn it in. Remember, I'm the guy who's giving you choices. And and people always want me to decide things for them. I don't do that. That's not my job. I'm showing you what Christ said to do, and I'm showing you what Christ said not to do. And now you have to start reaching out, and God will open your eyes. I'm not going to open your eyes. I, the only way I could do that is kind of grab your head and pull on your eyeballs, and they're still not going to see. You have to see because you want to see. Because you're willing to see all those things that God is going to show you that you may not want to have seen. He's going to awaken you. He's going to show you everything. So, yeah, you can't, this this idea of rescinding your documents, you don't do that. I didn't rescind my documents. I didn't rescind my signature. I apologize. I have this by mistake. And I explain since in the documentation of the church that I was called out by Christ. I was called out back in 1962. I was called out again in 1970s. And because I, probably not as often as I should, but I followed that way, it led me to another piece of the truth and another piece of the truth and another piece of the truth. And that's what I hope Michael is doing. But right now, what I heard on that recording, I was not hearing the truth. I was not hearing the kingdom. I was hearing that same old, same old that I heard 40, 50 years ago when people were trying to come out of the system then by beating the system. I know guys who went to jail. I warned them. They say, you know, they were had this new strategy and they're going to go through this new strategy. And... Uh, he laid it all out. He was going, got them in a catch-22, and I got him. And when I heard that, I thought, no, you don't. That's not our mission. God's got him. Christ's already won the battle. You just have to conform to what Christ said to do. And we know what he said to do in the most general of terms. And if you're not doing that, then you're on your own. So, anyway, I had certain things I wanted to talk to you about, and I, I touched on the COVID thing. There are ways to overcome the spiking, uh, the, you know, the producing this S1 spike and the effects of it. But I'm not telling everybody on the radio. I'm telling you, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and God will meet you halfway with this solution. So until then, all I can say is peace on your house, and may God be with you. And I hope that those of you who uh, go to uh, preparingyou.com, hisholychurch.org, and uh, start seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, And until then, God bless.
See you on the network. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Thank you.